You know it's funny. People on the outside don't really get what's going on. But they always got something to say. What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey Podcast, where we discuss issues that impact black and millennial communities while having a good drink. Today, I've got Vince Jamel and Lavelle Taylor on to discuss entrepreneurship, building a brand, the impact that COVID has had on their businesses, and maintaining relationships while being a young business owner. Let's get into it. So, Vince. Um... You know, most of my listeners are from my, from my home state, North Carolina, and a lot of them aspire to move to bigger markets like you did. What are a few mm. pieces of advice mm. you would give to those of us who are trying to make that jump? And this is just personally, professionally, entrepreneurial. That's, that's a good like, question. That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, in my opinion, I mean, everybody do it different differently. I've ran to people that, you know, would move to New York, cold turkey with no job, no barely savings they'll just they'll sleep on somebody's couch that's not i'm all about the grind i'm all about doing what you got to do but that's not quite that's not for me so i was i would say just establish a relationship with somebody some kind of report some kind of relationship with somebody prior to moving to new york or any major city um yeah i think that's most important so before i moved to new york i established a relationship with troy um, who actually works at my shop now. Um, I I, yeah, I knew him for like a year prior to even moving. And I was introduced to him. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a year, year before I moved. And so we would just be in contact and I wasn't even trying to work with him or like, I wasn't even thinking about moving. The first time I contacted him was to get advice because, you know, he's in New York, he's in a big market, you know, I'm in Greensboro. So I'm like, trying to see what I can do to improve my game and bring it to Greensboro. I was just trying to improve my, my skill set. So what we would do is every every week, we'll, at the end of the week, we'll send each other. This is what I thought was cool about what he told me. He was like, at the end of the week, I want you to send me, like I guess, five cuts, and he would do the same for me, and we would critique each other's cuts. But I thought it was very humble to him to do that because I'm looking at him like, man, you're in New York, man. Like, I'm not trying to critique you. I'm trying to be where you at. Yeah. But he was like, yo, let's critique each other. So we was doing that for like a few months, just back and forth, sending each other cuts. Then that was just spiraled off into like, you know, more conversations about, you know, do you see yourself moving here? You know, and then after a while, he was telling me he could see an improvement in my actual skill set. And then unbeknownst to me, he was talking to the owner of the shop he was working at about me all along. Like, I guess when he felt like I was up to that standard. Um, no pun intended. But um, when he felt like I was up to that standard, he would, you know, he passed the word. He was like, "Yo, I think this guy's trying to move to New York. I think this is somebody we could, you know, bring in, bring into the fold." So the number one thing I would say is just nurture a relationship with somebody that could help you along the way. A mentor. I, would, I mean, I guess that's the that's the proper word for it. Find a mentor. I'm not. I'm not about that cold turkey life. I'm all about taking risks. But yeah. Yeah, that's real. So, so you, need, you need a little, you need a, like a somewhat of a plan. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything is yeah. about preparation. So, you're not like a lot of people go places and they're not prepared or they don't they don't have relationships and networking. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They're not, they haven't networked enough and they come back, they end up coming back to them kind of where they left and kind of trying to talk down about the place they went to. And it's like, well, you may not have done it the right way, per se. So, you know what I'm saying? It's always 
Um, now, now I'm someone that is, I'm speaking from someone that's, that's working in a small market. Um, in the sense, I mean, it's, it's not a terrible market. It's actually pretty, pretty good for me as far as what I'm, what I'm doing personally. Um, but it's not like New York, Atlanta, LA, kind of some of the, the bigger markets. Um, I'll say my, my, uh, it's kind of twofold with me. So with me being more of a family man, I will say that did, it did maybe kind of make me hesitate with the move into maybe one of the bigger markets because it wasn't just me and my life. I was saying about it's okay. I got to make sure this is a decision I'm making for my, my, my wife, my daughter, um, just my family. I'm really close to my family. So, and then ironically, a couple of years ago, my, I mean, it's getting deep. Like my mom passed away a couple of years ago and I was kind of ready to, to make a move. And it just kind of made me kind of reassess life a little bit and be like, okay, my, my family just kind of, I felt like my family needed me to kind of be, you know what I'm saying? A little bit of an anchor a little bit so I, I that was that was another thing that went to my decision to, to not move away from North Carolina um and I had a I had, I had built up a, a great clientele and a great um a great name in the state so I kind of didn't want to leave that just yet as well so I'm like I said, I'm, I'm one of the guys that's talking and I and I actually feel like I have now a successful business in a sm technically smaller market but um the way I look at it is I was able to kind of become a, a big fish in a small in a small pond um, and I feel like it's just like I said, it's to each his own. And ultimately, like the next couple to five, like two to five years, it may be a situation where I can I'll be in a in a different market, a bigger market, um, and just expand the brand more. Um, but for now, this is what kind of lined up with what the way my life was going, and it just it made sense. So I, I took advantage of the opportunity I had here, um, and this is kind of my 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 stepping ground. It's my my first level, and I'm just trying to make the best of it. So. Everybody knows the music industry isn't easy to get into, but it's one that, like you just said, man, you're doing well. You, you are a uh, big fish in a smaller pond. What tips do you have for young producers or engineers who want to get his or her name out there? Hmm. So, okay. So, like I, um, and I'm kind of, I'll just give y'all kind of, because I have a couple of interns that I work, that work with me now at the studio. And um, even before I had my own studio, I, I did like workshops. I did workshops kind of like monthly. Um, where I just kind of it was it was low key a scouting thing. I didn't tell anybody it was low key me scouting for 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 artists. I mean for uh for engineers and producers to kind of work alongside me. Um, but it was kind of disguised as a, as a workshop. So I had a workshop, and this kind of stuff I tell them is for one definitely find a way to add value to to whatever room or whatever whoever you're around. So say say you were like say you like nineteen twenty or even not nineteen twenty, but say you just somebody that's maybe in year one or year two or year three of like kind of getting into music and kind of figuring out you've been, you've been working at your craft, working at your skill set. Um, definitely find somebody that's maybe doing what you want to do. Kind of how Vince did. He found somebody that was kind of, okay, this is the market I want kind of want to be in, or this is somebody that's doing kind of what I see myself doing on a bigger scale and just form a relationship, man. Just, um, just, just, like I said, just find a way, uh, like I tell the interns, like, the best thing you do is like find somebody that's doing kind of what you want to do and find a way to add value to their life. So you can maybe like, all right, bro, I just come, I just come take out the trash for you. A little, you know what I'm saying? Come take out the trash. I come through the floors. I'll mm -hmm. come just dust off the equipment. I just want to be around somebody that's doing kind of what I want to do. Um, and if you just kind of share some of your knowledge with me, then that would do the world for me. So that's, that's, that's step one. Um, just find somebody that's, that's doing what you want to do and just kind of find a way to get around them and get some knowledge from them. Um, step two would just be to do it every day, man. Like, a lot of people I talk to that may want to do certain things. It's definitely with music. They they say they want to do music or they say they want to do this or that, and they don't really work on it every day or like every other day or 
like they don't work on it as much as the next man and this is like a really competitive field so if you're not working as hard as the next man it'll start to show and it'll start you know what i'm saying you will start uh-huh. the level you know what i'm saying you if you if you are working out hard you will see your your skill level and your network and your your clients and whatever you, you know what i'm saying you'll see that start rising if you're not working on it you may kind of plateau so i definitely tell them to, to work on it every day um and then the next thing is just networking i know i said it before but just meeting people man just tell everybody what you do tell them what you want to do and you never know that 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 next person you may talk to may be the person that can open a door that you couldn't previously open so that's that's most, yeah, most i mean that's those are the first three things it's, it's more to it but that's kind of that to get you started on the right path and then after that you, you know what i'm saying you'll see stuff start to grow yo how do y'all balance being married and with you know lafell you having a daughter how do you balance that with the time because i'm sitting here now i'm a single man and even me i come home i have two days off on my two days off i really don't want to see nobody i mean i'm not even talking about the days i have to work when i come home i really do not want to be bothered not bothered i want to say it like that but i really don't want to talk i'll be talking all day i don't want to talk to anybody and it's like it's i'm like how am i going to transition to eventually being in a relationship with somebody so i doubt i definitely to talk about this too so for me it's been like i've been working because i don't know for whatever reason when i, when I said okay i'm gonna start a business I don't know why I feel like I had to be in a one man band. Like I, I like did I'm doing so much by myself. Like I don't even have an assistant to like book sessions. Like I got that automated. So it's yeah. like, for me, for me, I've been working at from 10 a.m. to midnight for like four months. Jeez. And I just started, I just started maybe a month or two, like a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, not working Sundays because it was getting to a point where like we you know you start feeling it a little bit at home like it's like yeah, 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 yeah. not seeing like phoenix would be sleeping when i get home she'd be sleeping when i get home or and i leave in the morning she's up but then it's like i gotta kind of be in passing like i hope i love you kid give your kiss and you know what i'm saying even with here that's all another issue being married like one thing with the baby mm-hmm. another thing with the whole marriage thing is like you really not spending the time so Honestly, the, the, for me, what was important was being like communicate. Like, okay, this isn't going to be like this forever. This is just like I have to do a lot now, so where I can get into a point where I can kind of kind of scale it back a little bit. But this first few couple months, these are like the really important months to me establishing the right. brand, establishing my clientele. I don't want to be so uh, like I didn't want to take off a lot of time to where like a lot of my clients I used to work with just couldn't find time to get in. So I was trying to make sure all my clients could get in, you know what I'm saying, whatever worked for them. So I was really running myself ragged. Um, and I was, I mean, I kind of feel like it's, that's the way I wasn't the best way to do it. But at the time, that's the only way I knew. So I, that's that's the way I did it. But um, I mean, I how's it dedicated the time to the business? You got to, because if not, you're going, you gonna, you know what I'm saying? You're going to, yeah. uh, then you're wasting your time for real. Yeah, it's, you're going to fall short because you realize like, yo, I got to like every day, I got to come in here. Oh, damn, I cut my camera off. Hold on. Like I gotta come in here every day, and like sweep and mop and like you know what I'm saying. That's that's before my day even really get started with the whole with the sessions and stuff. I gotta make sure I gotta go to Costco's and get the snacks and drinks and all that. It's just certain things yeah. you don't even realize that takes a lot of time away from you. Um, 
So yeah, man, it was, the first couple of months, bro, was really it, it was hard, bro, trying to just balance life and in the business. But um, what I'm what I'm doing now, I took off the Sundays, which helped me a lot. Cause Lisa gave me something to look forward to. Okay, like Sundays is all about the fam. We gonna hang out. We gonna watch movies. We gonna go to the park. We gonna do this and that. Even um, right. even 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 Saturdays to an extent. I don't work as much as I was working Saturdays before. Cause I was working like four days on Saturdays. But I was like, okay. This is when Kiara's off work. I gotta figure out a way to spend time. You know what I'm saying? This is gonna be our our day to kind of just hang out and do some stuff. Maybe in the evening. Maybe I won't right. be available the whole day, but at least in the evening I can kind of make myself available. So, what about you, Daryl? Oh, like, like so, I mean, you being like a creative and having a nine to five and doing, working with your wife in the house. Now that you're working from home, how does how do you balance that oh, time? Yeah, out? that's a whole. Bro, so it's a challenge. Um, we actually, we get into it sometimes because Desiree is always like, yo, you're always on your phone. And the thing is, I'm mm. not on my phone. Like, am I? Okay, sometimes I'm playing Vince texting. <laughs> uh, we play little little pool games on on um, on the iMessage. But a lot of times I'm scrolling through Instagram, not for the, the sake of figuring out what people got, got going on during life, but yo, what whiskey brands do I want to partner with? What are other podcasts doing? Like, I got one AirPod in. And she's like, yo, we're supposed to be watching this documentary. I'm like, bro, I just want to, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to do two things at once. And she, she's always on me about multitasking. And so it's difficult because like you said, I got the- She wants the undivided attention, which I understand. Yeah, I've got the nine to five and then I come home. And right now I'm like, I'm in grind mode for season two. Like I'll come home and I'll just want to record an episode. Like I'll have an idea and I'll be like, yo, I'm going in to the um to the booth which is a, really a closet right now mm-hmm. and uh i'll be in there just grinding it out like let me knock out this whole episode um and then i'll come downstairs and i'll need to cook and i'll be cooking for both of us and it's like it's just a lot to juggle but um it, it's i try to remind her that you can either have a busy man or a broke man and you're going to get my attention at mm-hmm. but at other times it's like, yo, right now I'm setting the foundation so that this brand of my podcast, um, as well as like just other brands I'm building can thrive because, you know, gonna throw another, a whole nother ball in for me to juggle sooner than later. And yeah. that's that's just the reality of the situation. She sometimes, sometimes I have to remind her like, no love lost, but I've got to do this right now. And, you know, tonight we're gonna be in, like, we're gonna be in bed and we're gonna, we're gonna cuddle. But right now, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. Word. Yeah, I got to work on that, man. That's definitely something that I'm struggling with. Even the thought of, you know, settling down. I'm like, man, I don't have the time. So we talked about this a little bit at the, the front end of the interview. But, you know, COVID threw everybody for a loop. So I'm going to take this next answer with a grain of salt because next year we could have something they call Sherpa. Who knows? I don't know. All right. Whatever. I mean, hope, hopefully it won't happen. Knock on wood. Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is my this is my first time hearing about this. I might I might be off the. Oh wow! Okay. But I just I just made up sharp. I just, I just made it up. All right. I'm like, uh, yo, I'm like, yeah, what? Uh, you like, yeah, what's sharp, man? <laughs> no, I mean, like, we never I'm know. Like, is ice cream? Is ice cream sharp? <laughs> we just don't know what's coming next. But like, so I mean, I, I I'm asking this question knowing that it could mean nothing next year. What do you all see your industries looking like within the next five years? How do you think they, they will evolve? That's interesting right there. 
Hmm. Um, you a question? You, I you, think you want to. Oh, okay. I think now. I mean, I've always been a person that kind of, kind of. Uh, I just respect the classic era in which a profession, like the beginning of my profession. And it's just interesting to see how much social media has been playing a role in uh, in my field. And it's almost like now, it's almost like you're not official unless you're popping on a gram or whatever. People want to see, people want to see what your haircuts look like on the gram, which can be edited to be to make it look like something you didn't even do. I'd rather see that mm. than to see, you know, not in all cases, but then to see like in, in real life how it is. So. How you know that's a thing? That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's a thing. You can edit your pictures. You can make the line look sharper. You could, you know, yeah. You you can edit haircuts. Yeah, it's just it's uh, crazy. I know photographers who do it for real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that it gets back to kind of like uh, just a level of service. That's I'm hoping that the field is going to be recognized as much as like think about like a doctor or like you know a dentist dentistry or any other professional service uh you know we hold like doctors up to a certain standard but when you think of a barber across the board you're not thinking about a professional so far like that's not the first thing that comes to multiple head professional i guess if you say if you're a music engineer people are not like oh you're a, you're a business owner you're you're a professional you got appointments they're not thinking about that so i'm hoping that we can help that's why we named our business the standard grooming company we want to be the standard and i'm hoping that we can lead the way and uh just gaining respect across the board to where our industry is held as in high regards as like you know a doctor so i'm, I'm hoping that you know that's what i'm hoping for the future Yep. I'm hoping it's not as much smoke and mirrors as you know it's, it's been lately. That's, that's what I'm hoping. That's, that sound like that sound like music right there, man. It's all smoke <laughs> yeah, and mirrors. Right. But um, I guess I guess with with music in a sense, I I, I, I kind of go two ways with it. First, I say like overall with the music business. Um, the next, what you said, like two to five years, three to five years. Um, I don't know, man. It's like it's kind of like in a it's in a super weird space right now. Um, I know for artists. It's been like COVID has been really hard on a lot of artists. Can we, you know, you, you think about the Jay Z's or Beyonce's or who are you saying like, like Kess has been doing it for years and have like a certain Drake's and stuff. They they kind of have a certain they, they they'll be okay, but it's the artists that are maybe not as popular as them, but still like they had a, a life a life and a lifestyle that was based off maybe touring or maybe uh maybe just you know what I'm saying just whatever you know what I'm saying whatever it, it took to to. Um, for people to kind of tangibly see them, that's what I think they're kind of feeling. And they, those people lived off that, like, because, you know, sales, everybody knows that album sales have been down over the past two years. So selling music hasn't been the most profitable thing in the world. Um, streams are kind of helping that a little bit now, although I still think we, people don't get as, we don't get as much money as we should for streams. But that's kind of a new revenue because we were, maybe, I was just talking to somebody the other day, like around, was it, 08 through maybe 2012, 2013, before streaming and kind of after CDs, that was like no man's land for musicians. Like that's kind of the time I came up in. So if we were just putting out mixtapes, just trying to get heard, like we didn't really, we were really doing it for the love. There wasn't no money in really into it. Um, it was just about, okay, let's just try to get heard. 
um now i think with streaming you kind of get a little bit more okay we can see a little bit of money from what we're what we're putting our uh, time into but it's still not compared to what it once was um so i, I don't know I, I hopefully hopefully they they keep uh working with streaming and kind of making it um just more profitable for the artists and musicians that do the work because it hasn't been great so far but i think it's it's heading hopefully in the, in the right direction um and that's like i said that's the more so the selling of music now the, op the opposite end the business of making music has actually went up a little bit people don't really think about that you don't hear a lot of people talking about it but i know because i'm, I'm on that end i'm in the, i'm in the business of making music versus selling it so for me i know because i can look at certain I, I look all day on websites like uh sweetwater and guitar center those are websites that sell music equipment uh recording gear and stuff that stuff has been like it's, it's been hard for me to find equipment just for my studio because everything's been selling out like as soon as they get it it sells out because it's really a consumer-based industry right now because everyone wants to record themselves or a lot of people have free time now they didn't have it before so they're investing into recording gear um so and, the, and people just record uh investing in studio time like i i kind of when the, all the bars and clubs and all that shut down, I feel like I, like the studio was able to benefit from people not really having that many outlets to really go and just be like not inside their house. So I was able to catch a lot of traffic from people just wanting to get out of the house and do something that wasn't, it wasn't around a hundred people. It was just maybe one, me and the artist, me and a couple people and the artist. And that kind of helped my business a little bit. But I feel like um, moving forward, I don't know. I, I feel like, the recording industry will get hit by technology because technology is always kind of like that, that that elephant in the room where it's like okay we're starting to be able to do this stuff with less money less you know what I'm saying less resources um but at the same time i feel like the best the better your skills are the more you can add value to somebody's music and somebody's final product then you will kind of always be in the loop some kind of way because that's one thing you can't out uh you can't take you know what I'm saying? You can't take your way out of just knowledge and uh, experience. So that's one thing I try to stay ahead of the curve, stay on the new trends, stay on everything. So when when somebody's in the room with me, they're not just paying for the, a certain microphone or a certain preamp. They're paying for my expertise to make them uh, have the best quality product. So that's kind of where I see it going. Just people just really getting more skillful and being able to add value um, in different ways than just the technology. So. Yo, LaFell, you just reminded me of something. Uh, to piggyback off of, um, you were saying that people just have free time now. And, um, I'm, oh, that's, that's smooth <laughs> right there. <laughs> you gotta take a shot for that, man. Hey, I got, no, no, I gotta get some money for that. Piggyback, whistle, whistle pig, I need some money for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pig, mad at that. Shout you out. <laughs> but, um, dang, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Piggybacking um, off of LaFell. Piggybacking off of the free time. Oh, yeah, people have free time now. So I was noticing that I was uh, doing a lot more shopping online during COVID than I've ever done in my life. Because, uh, you know, I just have free time. So I mentioned earlier that, you know, the goal for us as a shop is to now figure out a way to generate money without being there. Like you've started to figure out with your studio. So that's that's where i'm thinking because this hit everybody the same way all barbers had to shut down the shops like or you was hitting with a few thousand dollar fine you was hit with that so i think across the board we're going to be trying to figure out you know different ways to generate money and i think we're going to see a lot of creativity come from barbers uh in the future as far as whether it's 
e-commerce or I don't know, starting schools or just figuring out ways to generate money to where you don't have to break your back every day. And I know that's that's definitely something we're in the process of doing. And that's and you know it's crazy, Vince. I was um having this conversation. That's why I think it's kind of be the kind of be the the gift within the curse of the COVID thing. It yeah. really made people get creative. Like we had you had to kind of okay because before you know like only only people that were creatives kind of thought like that. But now it's people that kind of had been kind of used to kind of a certain level of comfortability or stability. Mm-hmm. Now they had to kind of think how creatives think. Like, okay. I can't just depend right. on this 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 paycheck or this job every day to, to supply me. Like could something could just happen and it's gone. So now we have to think of different ways to diversify our revenue and just get different, you know what I'm saying, different income in different ways. So it made us all think, which I feel like a lot of people had just been kind of in a just in a habit of doing you know what I'm saying, got got comfortable, complacency, and you're not really being creative anymore. But now it's like, okay, what can we do to to kind of get some revenue outside of just going to work every day and doing this and that? So I definitely agree with that part, man. Yeah, and it's crazy because I always said this. I feel like most barbers have said this until this year. We're like one of the very few industries that are recession proof. We're anything proof. That's what we always that's what we always would say. Nothing can really stop us from generating money. Okay, we may have a okay, winter time is a little slower time of the year. Holidays you know, increase in traffic. That's just general flows of, you know, the business. But uh, as far as to, to completely shut it down, and so this year I thought it was, it wasn't possible. That's crazy, yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like a blessing in the skies. You know, it's, it's just forcing us to think outside the box and become more business owners versus, you know, just workers, which is what that's we should be big, doing anyway. That's a, and that's a big step especially a lot of us that are like first generation entrepreneurs and first time like the biggest thing is getting your mindset out of okay i'm a worker i'm a working worker and so okay I'm a, I'm a business owner so i have to think different i can't think the same way because you know especially for us like we doing kind of technically trades like you know what i'm saying uh, cutting hair and being mm-hmm. me with engineering that's like a trade kind of business so mm-hmm. we're taught to okay we got to be good at what we do we got to be skilled we got to be head down doing being great at what we do not thinking about the bigger picture sometimes so i think now we're kind of thinking okay we got to think bigger picture because some like that technically our trades could be taken away from us at any point so now we yeah. have to think, okay how can we do this without without you know what I'm saying without the physical labor every day yep um last two questions so first question each of you you're stuck on a desert island for the rest of your life what is the case of wine or whiskey you need there with you? Ooh. Gotta be either or. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I, it's always one of each. I've had this in other in other in other interviews, but this, I'm gonna switch it up this season. Either or no no eat one of each. One case of wine or unlimited lifetime supply of wine, lifetime supply of whiskey. What you taking? Which, which brands or you can choose either or if you're not a wine or whiskey drinker i'm gonna I'm do i'm gonna do wine uh because i just feel like i don't know i just feel like it's more versatile mm-hmm. i don't always want to drink whiskey you know all day every day but i feel like i can drink i could drink wine i think i could have a glass of wine every day i don't but i think i could uh yeah whiskey is whiskey is real man but i, I, don't, I, need, I, I need a brand Oh, you need a specific brand. Actually, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some I'm taking this Robert Madavi, what I'm drinking today. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm checking. I'm checking the Robin Madavi. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I would probably choose a liquor just because I'm the type of person like sometimes a wine. Like I'll drink so much wine that I like start feeling full or sleepy before I really start feeling like the effects of it. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of like I like my stuff. I really take a shot or two of liquor and just kind of get to where I want to get. Yeah. <laughs> done with it. But um, if I had to pick one. Uh, it would probably be. Uh, I'm not, I'm having to get two and then kind of decide from there. It would be Jameson. I knew it because it's just either be Jameson or this isn't. The, I mean, this isn't the best looking in the world, but I like I like Makers. So it would probably be Jameson. yeah, I like Makers. It would be statement. Jameson or Makers more. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm type of person. I like stuff. I like stuff that's just kind of proven brands. Just, just this because I know what I'm getting. Everything you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably one of those two. Um, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit more into the Jameson right now. So let's. I'll just go Jameson. I, yeah, I take a case of Jameson. It'll probably last me like a hundred years because I don't drink a lot. Like I try to only drink socially. <laughs> so it'd be like maybe one or two shots just to kind of knock the edge off. But yeah, no, I, I'll take the whiskey. I'll take the uh, Jameson. I'm gonna toss y'all a couple suggestions. Um, yeah, so, thank you, thank you. I need, I need yeah. the expertise. Man. So, Phil, um, Jameson is solid. I, I, I usually keep a bottle. You do, co- do you do coffee? Yeah, uh, I, I have a uh, coffee maker in the stew. I don't do coffee a lot. Sometimes, I mean, I, it depends. If I do do it, I do a black. Like, I don't really do the sugar and cream. So every now. So this is this is my Ooh. suggestion. But black coffee. Add, yeah, I do black coffee too. That's all I do. There, there is a Jameson cold brew where they do Jameson with coffee beans and so it's an easy pour with the coffee. You can't taste the liquor at all. It's solid. Okay, um, okay. If you're doing a late night and you want to have like a, a lifted coffee, like you got a late night session. Yeah. Yo, that's definitely, bro, that might be the, that might be yeah, the I actually have two bottles. And what's it, what's it called? Jameson cold brew. I'll send it to you when we get off. That's what I'm smoke. Yeah, but okay. yeah, yeah. Send that to me. I need that. Yeah, I need that. But on top of that, um, you got Jameson Cold Brew. My suggestion for for an Irish whiskey though, proper twelve. Proper so, twelve. Yeah, okay. what's my Colin, Send that Colin, to me too. Yep, Colin McGregor. Uh, is it Colin Connor McGregor, which is the boxer? Okay, he's sponsored. He sponsored he sponsored Connor. 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 Connor Connor McGregor. He's sponsored by them. And um, it's a pretty solid one too. It's a different taste than Jameson, but you can tell it's an Irish whiskey, so it's pretty good. Okay. Um, Vince, like the Cabernet Sauvignon, Nineteen Crimes has a really good cab. Nineteen um, Crimes, okay. Yeah. So they're a brand that's pretty solid. Um, Whitney's husband, Kevin, you know Kevin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put me onto it. Um, okay. And Whitney were telling me about it one time. They were at the house. And I bought a bottle for this season. I think I featured it on maybe one of the first episodes of this season. But that's a good cab. So check that out. Okay, I'm going to check that she out. She just did. So they, they have a series of 19 different wines. I think all of them are red wines. They just came out with a Snoop Dogg. Like Snoop Dogg has a, a specific wine. And so they have like the pictures of 19, I think, Californian criminals on their joints and so oh wow be on like the most recent one interesting okay i want to spray just for the just for the uh <laughs> nostalgia <laughs> right right exactly the, the murder was the case that they gave me feel 
That's crazy. Okay. So that was question one of two at the end. Last question is how can people stay up with what you got going on? How can they follow you online, websites, Instagrams, business names, whatever? Toss them out. Yeah, so you can follow me uh, personally, Instagram, Vince Jamel, V-I-N-C-E-J-A-M-A-E-L. That's my personal. And you can follow the business uh, at Standard Grooming. At Standard Grooming on IG. We're also on Facebook, The Standard Grooming Company. And our website is thestandardgrooming.com. You'll be able to find all info there. Yeah. You can also check out we just featured in the New York Times about reopening after COVID. So you'll be able to see uh, how we've been doing. <laughs> Shameless plugs. You'll be able to see what's going on with us post COVID in the article. Okay. Um, so my uh, my personal Instagram is LaFell Music and that's spelled L-A-P-H-E-L-L-E Music, M-U-S-I-C. Um, and my the studio page is Soul Lab Studios, which is uh, S O U L L A B Studios. Um, and then from there, you can uh, it's actually an action button. You can click on the book now. If you want to set up time, you can just click that button to take you to the website for you to set up time. Um, if you have any questions, just send me a DM or anything. Um, we can we can move forward from there. But, but nice, gentlemen. Um, appreciate the time today, man. You know, we, we always have these conversations, but wanted to get people to to see not not only my work, but the people who inspired me to work harder. And y'all are, are two of them. And and for people to have access to you all's knowledge, because you all both have a wealth of knowledge. Um, about the no problem, man. Thanks, thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it, man. Yeah, this y'all feel it. Y'all feel it. Yeah, everybody feeling I good, man. I, I see Vince. <laughs> you see, I lean. You see, I lean back in the chair. The lean back, yeah, the lean back. Okay. I had to lean back. You know what I'm saying? I'm chilling. The wine got me smooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Plug your yeah, plug your stuff in, man. Plug plug uh, play yourself in, Daryl. I mean, I know they know where to find you, but yeah, they always yeah yeah at Narrow Podcast on IG, um, at D Squared Visuals if you're looking for a photographer. Um, yeah, yeah, check me out. Uh, coviddurham.com c-o-v-i-d-u-r-h-a-m.com is my my most recent uh, photojournalism project so yeah, check me out um, we're gonna keep rocking it's a wrap